Hello everyone and welcome back to the Bundesliga show brought to you by Over the Bar. Season's greetings from myself, Rory, Petrie and of course your other host Mark in Nuremberg. Uh, yeah, season's greetings in what is probably a very hard time for one and all so our thoughts go out to everyone in this particularly tough time of year. Thank God we've got football still to keep us going. Uh, the Bundesliga of course always produces the goods so that's what we'll be going through over the next half an hour or so. This is a, a midweek diving into uh, the fixtures that have obviously been coming thick and fast in the Bundesliga. So we'll, uh, we'll be doing a slightly more condensed version of the Bundesliga show today. So no anagram, unfortunately, no no predictions, no uh, hero and zero. It's just going to be pure football analysis from me and Mark. So, uh, so straight over then to Mark, who's going to introduce our featured four. So the four main games that we'll be going through on this show. Yeah, so let's first of all let's just have a little quick look at the obviously the results as well from the uh, the midweek games as well. As you can see at the bottom of your screen as usual, so we had the games. We this was the uh, week twelve of fixtures actually, and obviously it was split over the Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. So we had on Tuesday night we had a, a, a thriller between Frankfurt and Gladbach three all. We had a on the other side of the coin. We had a board draw between Hertha Berlin and Mainz, which finished nil nil. Then we had an, another entertaining score draw between Stuttgart and Union, which finished two all. Then Dortmund got a rare win nowadays, two uh, one away in Werder Bremen. Then we had um, we had a, on Wednesday we had another defeat for Schalke. It's just becoming a weekly thing, isn't it? Every week uh, this time we we have to announce another Schalke defeat, and it was this time against improving Freiburg, a two nil comfortable two two nil win there for Freiburg. Then we have maybe one of the most one sided games of the season that I've seen. I mean four nil to Leverkusen. It could have been fourteen. To be honest with you, there, and then we had, then we had um, an, a good win for Augsburg away in Bielefeld, a late winner there. Then we had perhaps a fortunate, in my eyes, two-one win for Bayern against Wolfsburg, ending Wolfsburg's eleven-match unbeaten run. Then we had a, a good, a very good one-nil win for Leipzig in Hoffenheim, with um, yeah, with a pretty relatively late goal there as well. So that's your scores on the doors for this week. So let's go straight over to OTB's featured for for the week 12 midweek fixtures that took place this week. So where better place to start than the first game of this set of fixtures, the early kickoff on the Tuesday, which was a fantastic 3-3 draw between Frankfurt and Gladbach with Gladbach scoring twice in the 90th minute to snatch a famous draw, really. <laughs> I'm not sure that the uh, the Gladbach fans would agree that it's a famous draw, but still, you know, given the circumstances. <laughs> Remember, guys, as well, we actually, uh, myself and Rory, we did a preview as well of this fixture over on JJD TV, which uh, with with the host Josh. This is actually a, a, a Borussia Dortmund fan channel. 
Josh is a really a fantastic YouTuber from Canada, and he he produces an English channel for BVB. You can see just about everything over there as well on his channel. So check out his channel and also check out our preview. So if you just search for the Frankfurt v Gladbach preview, we did a little 20 minute preview on that. So if you want to see a little bit more of us, we went into a bit of depth about how the over the bar channel started and also about how our show progressed and things like that. So if you want to know a bit more information about the Bundesliga show on OTB uh, over the bar, then just go over and check that on JJD TV, uh, Borussia Dortmund fan channel. Okay, so yeah, let's get on with the analysis of this game. I mean, it was a fantastic game, but I think, to be honest, my dying impression of this game was how did Frankfurt not get the W there? Because, I mean, they dominated pretty much the whole game, didn't they, Rory? Yeah, it was, it, I mean, it was a brilliant game. Um, and yeah, absolutely, from Frankfurt point of view, they will be absolutely devastated not to have got that big win. Um at the moment, they just can't seem to convert, can they? And they're becoming serial drawers in in the Bundesliga, and throwing away lots of uh, important points. So yeah, that that's a real, a real kind of negative. On um, obviously, what was an exceptionally exciting game. Um, obviously, we previewed this game in depth with with Josh on on the channel, and um, we we both kind of went different directions with our thinking. I, I was thinking that Gladbach would start to kind of turn it on a little bit now that they've got the Champions League done and dusted and they can just concentrate on the Bundesliga. Um, and then obviously, Mark, you thought it would go the other way with Frankfurt and it looked like your prediction was about to come in until Stindl decided to uh, to turn up and save the day. So, yeah, he's obviously he's rescued his team. A fantastic hat trick. Obviously, his free kick for, for the first goal to give Gladbach the lead. Uh, that would have felt like a long time ago in that game. Um, it was a really nice free kick, really, by Ben round the wall. It was a really fantastic strike. And things were looking on the up there. And then... Frankfurt came steaming back with some good goals. Obviously, Andre Silva in the goals again. He's looking uh, imperious for Frankfurt. Uh, it's just a shame that these uh, these goals aren't quite helping them win games. Um, but fair play to Gladbach. They obviously they never gave up. And they always believe they're in the contest and they can score goals at, at will, seemingly. Um, and so Stindl, again, was there to save the day right at the death. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's a hard game to kind of dissect because there's so much going on <laughs> um certainly um it's not one that maybe the defensive coaches will want to watch again uh, a bit squeamish uh screamish rather um so yeah it, it was a really exciting game we had really good fun previewing it and it's a brilliant one that that we started with that to end 3-3 so it's a great advert for the bundesliga goals 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 uh yeah it was really enjoyable yeah, I think for me, the, probably the man of the match for Frankfurt was uh, Aymen Barcock. I mean, obviously, he got the assist with the through ball for Silva's uh, goal from open play, which was the yeah, second, second goal. goal yeah. And then, obviously, some really nice footwork as well. I mean, it looked like he was going for a merry dance there, and then he just <laughs> yeah, it was. 
corner, you know. I mean, I really enjoyed that goal, to be honest. And I was celebrating because obviously I'd been, I was the only one who tipped Frankfurt as well to win that game. And I thought, you know, it was another nice little tip from me. But then, of course, as, as usual, when I make a tip, it all goes wrong after a while. <laughs> and I think, to be honest, I mean, Mr. David Abraham is not going to be a popular man with Frankfurt after that because he got a pretty, I mean, when you're 3 1 up, you don't need to be making challenges like that, do you? And then, obviously, giving away a penalty, which was clumsy. I mean, I think it was Mbolo. He was turning away from goal as well. And then he just got hacked down in the area. It's just. Um, I mean, yeah. to be honest, I think all those last two goals could both have been easily avoided by Frankfurt. And then obviously the the equaliser from Stindl was great kind of uh, like uh, persistence from him. But I mean, he had two bites of the cherry, didn't he? I mean, where were the, the Frankfurt defence? It's just uh, it just seems as though Frankfurt, they just want to draw every game, doesn't it? So it's like, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the end, they got Gladbach got a good result. But I think it's one of those results that in the end, neither team will be overly happy with that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, when we were talking a little bit in the preview with Josh, I was I was alluding to a little bit how this was probably the last thing that Gladbach wanted was another midweek game after getting themselves out, well, getting themselves through the Champions League. They'd probably be like, oh, fantastic. Have a bit of a rest. Now, now we can go in the Bundesliga. But obviously they've had this midweek game, which has, you know, kind of come in the way of that. And obviously against a really decent Frankfurt team. Um, we're obviously not doing a hero and zero of the week this week, but yeah, I think Abraham would probably be our zero of the week if we were choosing because red cards change games at the end of the day and, and it's come back to haunt them um, in, in a big way. Um, so it certainly seems that obviously red cards in, in general do change games. I certainly noticed that with the Bundesliga that teams that go down to 10 men always really, really struggle. Like sometimes it galvanises teams, but certainly we've seen it in the last few weeks where a team has lost a man to a red card. The other team have gone, as you would expect, gone on to completely dominate the game, but it really kills your team. So even that late on getting a red, yeah, really, really, uh, really stupid thing to do, I'm afraid. So it's cost them, cost them dearly. Absolutely, yeah. So let's move on to another entertaining score draw. We seem to have been saying that a lot this season, don't we? There's been a lot of really entertaining score draws this year in the Bundesliga. And this was another one between Stuttgart and Union. I think I had this build down as the kind of game of the week, the midweek, really. I was really looking forward to this and it didn't disappoint at all. I mean, it was a really entertaining game, this one. Like assist master Trimmel as well, getting another assist. I think he's actually been in 2020 the second highest assist maker, the fullback from Union Berlin after Kingsley come on. Like you, you just can't believe it, really, can you? I mean, he's just been an absolute assist machine. Like, like we we've said before that Union they love a headed goal, you know. And I mean, this was just uh, two headed goals again in this game. I mean. The only kind of regret you'd have from another good performance really from Union is he probably should have been able to see the game out. Like even though Stuttgart completely dominated the second half, you know, I mean, it was just chance after chance from them in between um obviously the, the second headed goal from the Liverpool uh Loney uh Taiwo Awani uh with another header on the break. But I mean, other than that, it was just all Stuttgart in that second half, wasn't it? It's a um, really entertaining game, Rory. What did you make of that one? Yeah, I mean, the, the, as you mentioned, this is a game between two teams that we've really enjoyed watching so far in the Bundesliga. Two potential um, surprise packages. Um, we've seen Stuttgart going 
at every team that they've played so far with their young squad and their high, kind of high pressing, high energy game. So they're always entertaining to watch and they always seem to be able to uh, dig themselves out of, of holes that they either get into or or something like that. So it wasn't a surprise that it was a good game. And on the other hand of it, Union, another surprise package. Uh, I know you uh, very early on, Mark, were saying how you expected them to do well and, and that's come to come to pass because they're really they're really performing on on the highest stage in the Bundesliga and and now that they seem to obviously have a certain style that they're they're working towards as we've mentioned they've scored a couple of goals again from set pieces but um if you've got something that works against teams then you you know you repeat you know rinse and repeat so to speak like you keep on using it against teams until until you get found out and you have to maybe alter your game plan again uh, but as you mentioned trimmel from set pieces is absolutely deadly he's got a fantastic whip on him um and then they're obviously well drilled they know what they're doing in the box and and they get chances and, and as a result they're scoring lots of goals um but yeah as you mentioned i think They'll they'll look at that and think, oh, well, yeah, five, five minutes to go. Obviously, they get the second goal with about ten minutes ish to go. So you've got to see a game out, really, haven't you? I mean, that's maybe an experience, perhaps from a Union point of view, um, and from the Stuttgart point of view, they don't, they just don't know when they're beat. They just go and go and go and go. It's really refreshing to watch, actually. Um, and yeah, the, the the obviously the kind of the the double scorer at the end, Kalahadzic. Um, if we're pronouncing that right, has has obviously come up and been a, the hero this week. And me and Mark have been chatting sometimes off screen and said that there's often a, a new hero for Stuttgart every match week. There's there's always someone who who seems to kind of to step up, and that that's really good for for a new team because it shows that they're not say overly reliant on Castro or Gonzalez. Uh, all the players are really stepping up and, and enjoying the new level of football, which obviously is Bundesliga football. So, yeah, really good game of football. I, I expect both of them to keep on doing what they're doing and hopefully they, they can both be involved in a, you know, a European, uh, you know, a European spot kind of race for the top six, seven, uh, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it'd be really interesting to watch how, how these two teams get on for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting point that you made about the fact that um, like Stuttgart aren't over reliant. But I would say the same for Union because a point that you've not I've not heard so much about this game is that Max Kruser was missing in this game as well. I mean, obviously he's been the kind of talisman. I mean, he's been outstanding this season. I think I actually tipped him up in the in the preseason that he was a good signing on a free, but I didn't expect him to do what he has done. And I mean, obviously to get two goals and I mean, a good performance overall until the last five, ten minutes. Like, I mean, it proves that they can perform even without their kind of best player. And the same with Stuttgart. We saw in the last match day with hammering uh, Dortmund without Castro and Gonzalez, who were both back for this game, by the way. But I mean, it's just these two teams are just like a real refreshing uh outlook on the Bundesliga, two teams that are really on a shoestring budget, to be honest with you. They're not rich clubs. And I think it's really great to see them play good and entertaining football and get results as well. So we'll have to see where the season takes both of those clubs, really. OK, let's move on to the next game. And this was this was kind of build up to be like the big game of this uh, this midweek. And this was um, a 1-0 win for Leipzig away in Hoffenheim. I mean, it wasn't a great game at all. And probably Hoffenheim would consider themselves very unlucky to lose this. But yeah, I mean, a, a Paulson, he's that kind of guy, you know, Paulson. He doesn't always look like the prettiest of players, but I mean, he can really, he does it on the big stage. 
which is something that obviously I think Solo doesn't do, who's probably, I think a lot of people would have expected Solo to go in there and replace Poulsen this year, but it's not really happened, has it? And I think Poulsen is, for me, still a better player, and he showed it again with a nice little cheeky assist from Sabitzer, who seems to be back to his top form as well after a slightly slow start. Yeah, Rory, any kind of points you want to make on that game? Yeah, I think I think we have to acknowledge that Hoffenheim probably were unlucky not to have got something out of this game. Um, but as we've talked about Leipzig being a um, a contender for for the league title, and we've always kind of mentioned last season where they're uh, potentially games where they would have drawn, um, and then obviously they've come out come out the right result this end, and it's just that little bit extra bit of quality. And as you mentioned, it's a it's a really it's a nice move, and it started from a new signing of theirs this season, as per as per usual, Angelino, who puts in the ball to Sabitzer, who then nods it down and then pulls and then volleys in. It's a really, really nice move. And that ultimately, that little bit of quality is, is, is the difference in a really tight game. So I think that is something that RB were maybe missing last season. Um, and we thought potentially that obviously with the loss of Werner, they'd, they'd probably struggle more so in these games. Um, but at the moment, they're doing enough to get to get the narrow wins. Obviously, Hoffenheim had a very, very head, uh, good headed chance in the first half, um, a ball into the back stick that really should have been put away, and then a few more chances as well. Um, yeah, just it's just not quite falling for Hoffenheim. Obviously, um, they've got other distractions in terms of the Europa League, and that's great that that's going well for them. So they've got that as a positive. Um, they just what obviously they want to make sure that they don't start to get sucked into a bit of a, a relegation battle. So they'll they'll obviously want to bounce back. But in terms of this result, um, obviously it's not a good result, but the performance, I'd say, would be much, much improved from what I've seen from them in the last couple of weeks, actually. Um, so I do expect them to hopefully bounce back in, in due course and get themselves further up the league, because uh, at the moment they're not looking like they're going to be challenging for a Europe for any European spot right now, um, they just need to get themselves a bit more of a balanced setup and and kind of look a bit more comfortable playing in the Bundesliga. Um, so obviously, with, with the Christmas break coming up, they'll they'll have a bit of a rest as well, as they've probably been struggling with the Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Um, so obviously, we'll have to see how they go in the new year. But yeah, I think ultimately that they would have been disappointed not to have got at least a point from this game. Yeah, I think obviously the other big talking point is it was Julian Nagelsmann going back to the club where he made his name as well, obviously. I think he was like 28 when he took the job there. He was like the youngest coach in the whole of football, I think. So, yeah, it was. Um, I mean, obviously he's gone on to be, probably most people would say, one of the top coaches in Europe nowadays. I mean, it's... Uh, and as you say, he's definitely installed a new sense of belief into this Leipzig team that they probably didn't have in the past. And I think uh, they are starting to show that they can win these games where they don't necessarily play the best. And it's, uh, it, I mean, if you're going to win titles, it's absolutely massive. You know, you have to have that, I would say. I mean, it's no use winning 5-0, 5-0, 5-0, then losing two games 1-0 when you dominate, you know. I mean, it's just, yeah. you've got to keep finding a way to win every game, really, if you're going to win titles, you know. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's uh, move on to the final uh, feature game of this weekend, which was a really, really dominant performance from uh, top of the table Leverkusen. I mean, this was just an absolute destruction, wasn't it? I mean, Diaby was just outstanding in this game, wasn't he? He's been like one of the real shining lights of uh, for me this season. And obviously Leon Bailey as well. And then obviously Florian Wirtz, who seems to be the new kind of... Uh, hit on the block really for Leverkusen doesn't he? it seem they have an amazing academy at Leverkusen it just seems like every year they have one or two like real quality young players coming through at that club and it's just it's great to see them playing such good football but I mean I mean obviously actually this is a derby as well like Leverkusen is like a suburb of Cologne so yeah mm. it's pretty much uh it's quite a big derby and I mean uh, I know there's a big rivalry between the clubs because uh Cologne are more the historic club and they consider Leverkusen to be like money club really obviously backed by Bayer which is one of the big pharmaceutical uh, companies in the world really nowadays so yeah but I mean yeah really fantastic performance from Leverkusen there Rory. Yeah there's really hitting their stride right now Leverkusen Um, they're playing with a lot of pace going forward and teams are really struggling to to deal with that I think from the Cologne point of view is probably just the wrong time to play Leverkusen um, especially just after starting to get a bit more of a structure uh, at the club Cologne they're just starting to get a few gritty results which are starting to push them in the right direction but um, I think it's one of those where you're playing an informed side they get two early goals and it's probably damage limitation from that point um, and then they obviously Leverkusen then got their second uh, sorry their third and fourth goals quite quickly after the second half started again so it could obviously it could well have been more than four. Um, it's probably a good thing that they did hold them to only four goals um, because obviously you don't want to damage your goal difference too much, especially when you're involved in a relegation battle. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Diaby was really, really good, really direct, scored a lovely second goal. Uh, the first goal wasn't bad either. What what a hit that was from Visor um, yeah. on, on the volley. That was that was a really exceptional goal. Um, so, yeah, they're looking really hot. Obviously, when, say, Leon Bailey perhaps doesn't produce the magic, then his his midfield partner, his winger on the opposite side to him, Diaby, then comes up with the goods. So they're obviously looking really good with the two strikers, Schick this time getting himself a goal, with Alario obviously coming back um, to fitness as well um, in, in recent weeks, which is good for them. Uh, obviously, all looking forward to the big game at the weekend versus Munich. So that will be, a, obviously, a huge game for them. Um, but, yeah, obviously, it's looking really good. Verts, the young lad, um, is looking like the next best thing since sliced bread. Um, so Leverkusen, yeah, look absolutely fantastic on the pitch and on paper right now. Looking very good indeed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing you can fault about Leverkusen's performance in this game. As for Cologne, I think, as you say, they do lack quality at the end of the day, you know, but I think they are starting to show a little bit more grit. Like, as you say, this could easily have been seven or eight easily, but they managed to keep them out at the end and it proves they've still got that work ethic. I mean, I think they hit the post a couple of times and the keeper had to make a few saves, but I mean, they didn't give up, you know. And I think, obviously, this is the first defeat in a while. I think they've taken seven points from the previous three games. So, I mean, you, you can forgive the odd battering, really, I guess, when you're a team as limited as Cologne. But do you think Cologne can stay up? Have you seen enough of them this season, Rory? Um, based on the other two that are below them currently, in terms of Mines and Schalke, I don't think they have 
have much to worry about in terms of being caught because Cologne seems to have this ability to to play uglier and get points here and there a bit more often. Um, so I would say Cologne have a very good chance of staying up. It, it obviously depends on teams above them. Um, so obviously teams kind of getting involved in the relegation battle. Um, obviously Freiburg have just started to hit a bit more form and starting to pick up the odd win. Um, Herter kind of flirting with it as well. It, it It's pretty tricky to say um, that the two below them are cut adrift because I don't think they are. But Cologne definitely do have the ability to do it. It's, it's just the way that potential... I, I, for, for me, it kind of relies on how badly other teams do. Uh, if other teams perform to their level, then I think they're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not... Obviously, going back to the end of last season, it's not been great from them overall, has it? But I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on them because they did put a good run together, as I say of that kind of uh, seven points in three games. And obviously today was a hammering, but it happens in football sometimes, you know. Okay, so that's the end of our featured four uh, this week. So let's just very quickly kind of round up the other five games. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously on um, on Tuesday, there was also a nil-nil draw between Hertha Berlin and Mainz. I mean, there's not much to say about this game at all. I mean, I think Mainz were the better side, to be honest with you. I mean, I think they probably should have got the win. I mean, Hertha were just dreadful in this game, to be honest. Like the best, they didn't really create anything in the whole ninety minutes, Rory. Yeah, disappointing game. Um, hard, hard to kind of go too too in depth about this this sort of kind of caliber of of game. The point is probably actually perfect for both teams. Obviously, both teams would have wanted a win. Minds getting getting themselves a point is in, is important in terms of just keep on going basically. Herter as well, um, as we mentioned, starting to flirt around that sort of danger zone now. Um, so a point will do them good. Um, but since since obviously we've seen Herter win the Berlin Derby again, their form's just been so so unpredictable really. Um it's almost like being a Man United fan in, in one context. You don't you often don't know what you're going to get from them, uh, which is a tricky, tricky thing to be uh involved with as a fan. But yeah, I mean, nil-nil, point the piece, kind of move on, I guess, and probably less said about the game, the better in, in this instance. Yeah, I couldn't agree more there, to be honest with you. Yeah, then we had a 2-1 win for Dortmund over Bremen. I mean, it wasn't the best Dortmund performance in the first game after Lucien Favre. I mean, obviously, it only came a couple of days after this firing, so it was very, very difficult under Terzic to kind of uh, get ready. But, I mean, yeah, it was a win, which is important against faltering Werder Bremen now. But, I mean, it was uh, – I mean, the, the point that sticks out for me is it was just ridiculous from Pavlenka uh, upending Akanji there in the area. I mean, again, he was turning away from goal. He's a centre-back that's probably not going to pick out his man, you know. Yeah. And it was just an absolute – I mean, he knew it's the second he touched the back of his leg, he knew what he'd done, didn't he? I mean, obviously, then he made a really amazing save from the penalty. It was a really – and it, it I mean, it just wasn't to be the day for Werder Bremen. I mean, it kind of span, almost span in the air and fell right down for uh, for Royce to just tap in the rebound, which was very unlucky, really, to be <laughs> honest. But, I mean, it, that's what happens when you're struggling, I guess, Rory. Yeah, I think the footballing gods were on Marco Royce's side there as uh, he sees his penalty saved and then it's put 
put you know put on a plate for him to, to tap home to get the winner in the end. Um, yeah, we obviously in football in general we always usually kind of seen these uh, these bounces in terms of a reaction when a new manager or a standing manager, whatever you might want to call them, head coach comes in. Um, it kind of came for Dortmund, but it kind of didn't at the same time. Um, obviously, they got themselves ahead via Guerrero's goal. Again, bit of a goal mouse scramble, and he's managed to to kind of flick it flick it home in the end to make it one 0 And then Verda, you know, they kind of got themselves back into it uh, with a nice strike actually from the edge of the area from um, from Machwold, I think is. Um, uh, yeah. Yes, indeed, my pronunciation lacking somewhat there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then as you mentioned, the game is basically decided by by the penalty, a uh, bit of a rush of blood perhaps by by the keeper to to kind of come out and take out, as you say, a centre back in the form of a Kanji. He's not the danger really; it's everyone else who's around him. So yeah, just stand off and let the centre back make a decision in the box because more often than not, they're going to make the wrong decision because they're centre backs. Um, so yeah, you know he's made you know he's he's made a rash decision. He almost um, covers his own back by obviously making a really good save, but Marco Royce obviously is able to follow up well um, and and tap home. So yeah, important win for Dortmund as we've alluded to. They're already chasing um, the top three as it is. So to have lost more ground would have been quite catastrophic. And I, I mean, we're already kind of saying it's a top three title race. I would never rule them out because they're capable of going on good runs, of course. Um, but yeah, vitally important victory for Dortmund and Werder are yeah starting to struggle a little bit at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then onto the went the early kickoff on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean a, a really good performance from improving Freiburg as well. A two 0 win in Schalke. I mean, obviously, we mentioned before that Schalke had these three games, obviously Augsburg in the last round of fixtures, which they were pretty unlucky not to win. And then this was another game, along with the game at the weekend against Bielefeld, that you were really hoping they're going to get a result. But obviously, the first of those games now has passed them by. And I mean, it was just, it was a it was a Wednesday early evening stroll in the park, really, for Freiburg, wasn't it? Like, I mean, it was a very, very easy win for them. I mean, they didn't really threaten again, Schalke, did they? I mean, obviously, it was a double from Roland Salai, but probably, again, it was Vincenzo Grifo, who was probably the kind of standout man again for Freiburg, who's really starting to uh, look like a player, isn't he? I mean, you never know. I think some of the some teams might actually be looking at him because I know Freiburg, they have a few financial issues at the moment, and he might be available in January for, like, a cut price deal. Mm. I mean, uh, have you been impressed by him, uh, Rory? Yeah, really impressed. He looks like a really good player to me. Um, technically very good, can spot a pass and obviously has an eye for goal as well. Um, so he's he's obviously vitally important for Freiburg in terms of going forward. To keep them in the, the division, it, it I mean, it's a toss-up really, isn't it? I guess if, if you're on the board of directors at the club Freiburg and you're given the choice between you get a good deal on on the table potentially for Grifo or one of you, one of your better players in January and as as you've alluded to if they're struggling a little bit financially do they say we'll take the money and hope we'll stay up and or do they say we need Grifo full stop he is essential to us we can't afford to let him go because we'll get relegated if we let him go potentially 
So it's it's a difficult one for the club to make, uh, a decision for the club to make. Um, I hope he stays because um, you want to see a player playing at his best in, a, in an environment that he's clearly thriving in. Um, and hopefully he can help Freiburg to, to stay up in the division. Um, as you mentioned, it was just one of those ones where they were cut, cut and above um, struggling Schalke. Um, yeah, for, in terms of Schalke's point of view, yeah. Um, I can't offer much in terms of positivity with regards to that result. Um, yeah, obviously the weekend's game against Armenia is huge, absolutely massive. Um, obviously, we don't want to make massive, wild uh, predictions or statements just yet, but lose that and they're effectively done, I think. Um, but obviously, we'll, we'll have to wait and see with regards to how we go on that one. Um, but either way around, um, struggling times for Schalke and, and hopefully somehow... They just need something to go their way. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, obviously, a, a kind of uh, another win for Augsburg. Their season continues to rumble along in mid-table. I mean, a lot of people would have tipped them to be relegated this year, or at least to be near the bottom. But yeah, another one nil. I mean, it wasn't pretty. They're not the prettiest side in the world, Augsburg, are they? But I mean, it was a good, uh, a good win. This was. I mean, just to keep them going, you know. And I mean, Bielefeld again. I think Bielefeld, they had chances. And I mean, Fabian, I think the key in this game all happened in the last 10 minutes. I mean, Fabian Close, who was kind yeah. of their big, I think he got like 22, 23 goals last season in the promotion season. I mean, it, I mean that was just a sitter, really, which would have put them 1-0 ahead after like 84 minutes. And then one minute later, they get the kind of deflected winner, don't they? I mean, it's just... Uh, it's just a way. It is incredible. It seems it doesn't matter what country or what league it is. The teams at the bottom just seem to get no luck at all, do they? You know, it's just uh, yeah. Well, what would you? What would your analysis be on that one, Rory? Um, brush yourselves down and go again because you're going to be involved in a massive one of the weekend. Um, I, obviously, the thing is when you're involved in relegation battle, the key thing is, and and often you you hear managers saying it. That you can't feel sorry for yourselves. Um, so naturally, they'll be gutted that they didn't that they didn't manage to get themselves a point or e e indeed the win. Um, but games come so thick and fast, especially in a season like this, in a, in a you know in a campaign that we've no idea what's happening. That we're we're seeing odd results a lot because of the schedule and things like that. So you never know when your chance might come around again. So you've just got to dust yourselves down and go again. Um, and you know a chance might fall to to close uh, close down um, in the next game against Schalke, and and can he take that and and help his sides get uh, get an important win? So yeah, you just got to keep going. If if you're Arminia, good win for Augsburg keeps them going as you mentioned in in the league and keeps them topping up in terms of points. Um, but yeah, um, kind of just move on basically. If you're if you're Arminia, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the fact that like Bielefeld came into the season with such low expectations, you know, I mean, I would I would compare Bielefeld's plight to Paderborn last season. I mean, they got promoted against expectation, and I mean, it was just this year was always just going to be the, like a kind of uh, a hit and hope, really, wasn't it? So I think they did expect to lose a lot of football matches, and I mean, they are still only third from bottom. So if the season finished tomorrow, they go into a relegation playoff. Yeah. And I mean, they would have a chance of beating a side from the second division over two legs. So, I mean, it's certainly not time to worry for them. Yeah, I mean, they're still, in fact, if anything, they're overachieving. 
despite only having seven points on the board. So, I mean, it's mm. certainly not time to worry for them. Then, yeah, moving on to the final game, I think it must be the first uh, time this has happened. But, yeah, we'll discuss Bayern Munich uh, as the last game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a 2-1 win over Wolfsburg, uh, defeat ending Wolfsburg's 11-match impressive run. But, I mean, it, for me, this was one of Wolfsburg's best performances of the season. I mean, they were just cursed, really. Manuel Neuer was just in seriously good form, wasn't he? I mean, they could have gone 2-0. Obviously, they got the goal to go ahead. They, they had a couple of chances to go two up. And then it's just that man, isn't it? It's just Lewandowski. He just doesn't stop scoring, does he? I mean, it's just... Um, it, for me, it's frustrating because I really, really want to see another team win the Bundesliga. But I just get the feeling with that man, Lewandowski, in the team, like I just can't see it happening, to be honest, because he's just, he's just a goal machine, isn't he, Rory? He is, yeah. I, I remember you saying to me... Um... Again, off air a few times, like it's almost like playing a game with a cheat mode, <laughs> which I think some sums him up quite well. Obviously, I mean, yeah, better best player in the world, quite you know, obviously because of the award say so. Um, he he is just relentless, uh, as you mentioned. This uh, Wolfsburg played really well. Uh, they'll they'll be devastated by by losing that game. It's just the fine margins, uh, obviously. Like, like we've already mentioned, when you're at the bottom, they seem to go against you. When you're at the top, you just find ways to win. Playing bad, playing ugly, whatever it is, this buying team just seem to find a way somehow to to win. Um, obviously, I mean, Lewandowski gets the goal uh, just before half time to make it one one, which they're making a habit of at the moment. Obviously, we we mentioned that when they when they played Dortmund, they got that equaliser just before half time. And it's a killer mentally for teams as well. If you can get into half time leading against Bayern, I think it's a massive thing. But often Bayern get goals late in, in the first half. And obviously the, the cross from Coman was irresistible. Yeah. Like if you can't score from that, oh, anyone could have, I think, even me. Um so <laughs> that's a that's a, a great header um put in and then his his finisher for the second goal is clinical, cuts back, puts the defender on his ass, and then obviously smashes it home to make it 2-1 and that yeah that's the difference so um yeah it, it was a really good game it's not it's not last on our on our show because it was a bad game because we were just trying to con concentrate on covering all teams uh over these next two shows that we're going to be doing very quickly um but yeah buying the buying machine goes rolling on yeah, I think it's just classic Bayern, really, in many ways, isn't it? I mean, Wolfsburg couldn't have done that much more, really, could they? Because, as you say, both goals were quality. Like, Kingsley, come on, it's just, he's become, for me, after Lewandowski, probably the best player for Bayern now. I mean, he's just, he's probably gone ahead of, he's had a much better season than Gnabry this year, I think. I mean, he's just been amazing, hasn't he? Like, every game, and it, it seems to be the same move as well, like, kind of cross to the back post. He just gets goal, like, he gets assist after assist for Lewandowski in that, uh, that kind of, I mean, it's just, it, it's just like, I don't know, it reminds me of the days when Robin used to cut in uh, every single game and it's just, but no teams can defend against it and it just works time after time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a good win for them. It's a really big win, to be honest, because it ends uh, the unbeaten run of Wolfsburg. But yeah, Wolfsburg, nothing to worry about for them. They seem to be getting better and better. Obviously, they're going to have to bounce back from that result with the first defeat, but I'm confident that they can, they've got a lot of quality in that side. Guys like Schaefer, Maximilian Arnold are really starting to come into form now after a slow start. But yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so that pretty much rounds up our slightly shorter show this week uh, for the midweek week uh, 12 match day fixtures. So again, just let me remind you guys, if you want to check out anything more about Over the Bar, you can check out our Twitter feed, which is at Over the Bar B. We've got everything related to football on there. And obviously as well, make sure you check out our website, otbfootball.net where again, you can get all your kind of links. Make sure you subscribe to our channel as well. It really helps. And again, just another reminder to check out JJD TV, a Dortmund fan channel. Check out our Frankfurt v. Gladbach preview for that game and find out a bit more info about how we started the channel. So yeah, so that's it for this show, but we'll soon be back for week 13 as well. So look out for that. And yeah, Auf Wiedersehen. Till next time. <laughs>